Hi, friend. Do you remember your first boyfriend or girlfriend or love interest? Do you remember when you first saw them? How did you know when you were a thing? And what constituted a thing? And was this relationship allowed? Or did you have to keep it a secret? I'm not sure we were ever a thing, but they were certainly something in my mind, in my perception. EJ and I spent a lot of time together for, hmm, a year? I'm not quite sure. Now, this was almost 23 years ago, with a lot of booze in between, which makes my memory a bit hazy. We first connected in an AOL Men for Men chat room. Now, this was back before DSL, when we had dial-up. Philly Burbs M4M. I took EJ to his first gay bar, which was also my first gay bar, when he was about uh, 18 and I was 21. They had an underage night for the 18 to 20-year-olds in a separate entrance, and then the regular crowd, which was the 21 and overs, in another entrance. Woody's bar was in the neighborhood of Center City, Philadelphia. I spent a lot of time there in my youth, way before Grinder or Scruff. When you had to make your move by moving your feet actually forward, doing a little dance of attraction, glances through strobing lights and cigarette smoke. I went to Woody's a year ago, and I barely recognized it, but I remembered its bones. Where the aisles between bar and wall forced you into the hands of groping male patrons back in the day, now was some sort of... TLC open concept kitchen experience, complete with large screens playing golf and gaga above rows of backlit booze bottles. EJ introduced me to Denver, where I currently live, on a trip way back in the day to visit his aunt. His aunt introduced me to craniosacral therapy, iridology, and acupuncture. We only had Centrum Silver in my hometown. EJ exists in another lifetime. Speaking with him again after all this time is pretty miraculous. It's seeing the boy I met over dial-up in the 90s in this face of a handsome grown man. Friends, here is a piece of my history from way, 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 way back. A conversation with one of my first loves, EJ. Well, hello. How are you? Can you hear me? I can. Ah, this is great. Cool. How you doing? I'm good. This is pretty. Well, I haven't. T- I haven't talked to you in uh, fucking twenty years. It's been a while. <laughs> I feel like the last time I saw you was one time many moons ago, like when I first moved to Philly. Uh, I think that was the last time I saw you. It was probably like 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. Yeah. Are you in Colorado now? I am in Denver, yeah. You are the first person that introduced me to Denver when I came, yeah, when I came here with you on a trip to visit your aunt. Yes. I showed her, you sent me a picture and I showed it to her. And she remembered you. We were talking about that. It was funny. And I said, oh, he lives in Denver now. 
Yeah. She lives with my mom in Exton. She lives with your mother. <laughs> yes. That's since November. Okay. Yeah. So I see her quite a bit now. Oh, yeah. How was that? How did that come about? I mean, uh, I guess she moved back to the area to, I guess, be closer to, you know, my nan at the time. And, uh, you know, she had, I guess, sort of uh, rekindled some friendships and stuff. So she moved back all the way over here. And then the person she was living with, that situation didn't work out. So she moved out on her own. Mm. And then, you know, uh, some health issues and, you know pandemic and stuff like that so now she's now she's with my mom <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems so far so good you know there's it's so funny they're sisters right it's a totally different dynamic your mom is enjoying having her there yes uh you know um it's been an adjustment i think part of it is you know they're sisters and you know but it's but it's all in all it is good you know my mom was alone for a while so mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's it's nice that way too how was your pandemic <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Um, now that like people are starting to get vaccinated, um, you know, I I, uh-huh. I I pretty much made it to this point without really feeling super, hmm, like I don't know, kind of uh, not depressed, but like I'm just at a point where I'm like really antsy, you know, because you can kind of see the light at the end of the yeah. tunnel. Like you know, it, it feels like things will start, to, things are starting to open up, and things are going back, you know. What it, to some semblance of normal, whatever that is. But, uh, uh-huh. so it's been, I mean, <laughs> technology helps, you know, Netflix. I mean, there's, there's way too many things to watch online. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness. How many series have you gone through? Oh, I didn't, honestly, I don't even know. But, um, <laughs> you know, I work with a lot of older adults and I don't know, for some reason, British like TV crime has apparently become like a genre, like a thing. Oh, so, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean, a lot, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. And then sometimes I find myself watching things that, I mean, I probably wouldn't have watched like, what was that when we remember first in quarantine, what's that, that, uh, Tiger King, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like yeah. that's an example of that uh, I probably would, you know, can't get those that time in my life back. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Netflix <laughs> passes the time, <clears throat> um, mm. running is good. I mean, I do like, I like, I like. Running around, that's, that's definitely been kind of something that's, that's been very helpful to just at least get me outside, especially in the beginning when there, you, like, we didn't know what was going on and like, where were you, you know, <laughs> it was almost like, well, I know I can breathe the air, but you know, what else can I do? Like, that was like, so, mm-hmm. um, other than that, it's been pretty boring work and Netflix, really. Well, I think if you just started getting antsy now, you've been doing very good. <laughs> I started getting antsy. I hope so. That's what I was thinking. In like May. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just, it was, it was like, once I got over the, oh my gosh, like it felt like the world was in a zombie apocalypse because like there was nobody outside. That was like, mm-hmm. that was kind of bizarre. But then, then, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is just what it is. All right. Well, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, movies, running, you know, home workouts, mm-hmm. Zoom sessions with some clients. And then, yeah, it's just, that's why maybe it's just hitting me more now just because, uh, you know, I, I, I can sort of like taste like, 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 you know, sort of, uh, pre COVID mm-hmm. life again. I mean, sort of. Yeah. So you're a personal trainer now, right? Or you've been doing that for a while. Yes. Yeah. So, um, 
I, when I moved to Philadelphia, um, you know, I, I was still working for, uh, in retail at the time. And then like there was some restructuring and I took that as a, as a, as a way for me to push me out that door. And then <clears throat> I decided I would go back to school because I always wanted to work, uh, in fitness, but I just didn't really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd try for PT school and, uh, I got through some of the prerequisites, but I was, I, I wasn't going to get through physics. That was like, that was like a nightmare. You ever have those like dreams? I don't know, like, like a dream where like it, you're, I don't know, this is like a recurring dream for me, like where you're in like school and I can't remember what the class is about or like I never oh, showed yeah, up to class yeah. all semester and I, we have a final. This, <laughs> so that physics class, this was like my last sort of semester of other classes. I had a backup plan, which was like personal mm-hmm. training, but it was called something different. So I missed my final for physics. It was like it was like the nightmare come true because I I had I had the wrong time, and at that point I was like I wasn't gonna get a good enough grade to for that to count mm-hmm. for my health credit. So um, it, it it was fine in the end. I mean I still got like a you know a D in the class, but luckily because of the other path that I chose, I, I got an internship um, at a physical therapy and fitness right. center near Rittenhouse, and you know it was great because I got to work with physical therapists. So I learned a lot sort of on that end of, um, you know, I guess fitness uh-huh. training and I, and I began to work with a lot of older adults there kind of became like, I don't know my thing, I guess nobody else really liked to do it. So I was like, this is great. I mean, because for them, it's more about function and, and, you know, activities of like daily living, you know, they want to walk to the mm-hmm. favorite restaurant. They want to walk down the flight of stairs or get out of the car or step up the curb. I don't know. And, um, you know, that was a challenging work environment, but um, it gave me some connections. But then fast forward to like 2015, I, I was able to, I was connected with somebody who had a private studio um, in Center City. And then I just decided to go out on mm-hmm. my own. And that's kind of just what it's been ever since. And it took a while. It was, it was hard, you know, being self-employed because, you know, it's, it, you know, income fluctuates. Mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to lead generate like i'm that that's that's the part that i'm not so good at um but once I'm, i have the connection then then it's you know it's worked out pretty mm-hmm. well i wonder why that is that people don't want to work with older adults is it because they sort of fancy themselves in like some high impact <laughs> position like where they're doing like crossfit and higher interval high intensity training and right i think some of that is true I know like a lot of times that people, they kind of, they find it boring, but for me, I don't know. I, you also learn a lot from, from the people that I work with, you know, life experiences. I mean, the one woman I work with, she was uh, a pretty famous um, opera singer for the New York mm-hmm. men. I mean, she traveled the world and she's just so excited to be there and working out. And it's just, you know, um, I think a lot of people too, that they, they want to work with people where, you can just show like results, you know, somebody who loses 15 pounds, 20 pounds, right. You know, that, that kind of thing. Um, I've also just, I've been very, I've been very lucky. I'm very grateful. One of the connections that I made at Zarat, I mean, she has a concierge practice right in center city. So she has, you know, she's, I haven't a very good referral source, which has been helpful because it's, you know, 
the lead generation piece is so difficult. It's hard, you know, it's even with, with so many distractions today, I think with like all the social media platforms, it's really hard to set yourself apart. And so the referrals are good because it's, it, you know, you, you, the, the best part that keeps people coming back is the relationship that you have with your, your clients, your friends, your family, your loved ones, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And, uh, for them, it's, you know, it's, the relationship sort of already has like a, like a jump start when it comes from a referral, like, like, you know, Dr. Cohn. So you were able to sort of build up a client base at the studio, which you were working at, which you're, you're still working at, right? Yeah. So we were in, you remember, did you, did you, you were. You oh yeah. Street gym? yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. God, yep, those. Well, oh my goodness. I should remind me. I'll send you, I'll send you pictures. They oh. tore it down. Oh, what did so, they put like condos in place of it? It's going to be like 400. <laughs> yep. It's going to be 448 units. They just tore it down like two weeks ago. So it's just like rubble. I'll send you some pictures. Right. Um, did they also buy. tear down 12th? Did they also tear down 12th air command? No, that I, uh, okay. So I, for, even before COVID, you know, I, I don't go out much, but uh, I, it was called eye candy for a bit. And then right. I want to say okay. then taboo, which was also part of that 12th street. Well, it was a separate, I guess, property, but it was, it was attached to 12th street gym. That was taboo, mm-hmm. which was like a sports bar or skate bar. Mm-hmm. And then, um, taboo took over the space of eye candy. And so the, it's, I mean, the last time I was in, I don't remember when that was. It was still sort of, you know, had the levels and you still had that like little roof deck. And so it's been kind of given a little bit of a mm-hmm. facelift, but like, you know, the bones are still there, I guess. So that, that is, that is still there. Now taboo. Um, but 12th Street Gym, we were in the Kamak Center for the first, I don't know, 2015 until about two years ago when, you know, the Kamak Center was also, you know, they were kicking everybody out. So the gym closed like the year before that. And then, we finally got the boot and now, so we moved over toward Rittenhouse. Like we're at like 16th and Walnut, but mm-hmm. finally, I guess it's been two years since we've been there and they just, this, this past, I don't know, the last couple of weeks tore down the gym. Right. 448 units, apartments, rental. Very interesting. I mean, there was, I don't know. We remember we used to park, I think we used to park in the parking lot across the street. That, that went up and that's like another, I don't know. I don't know how many units, it's like 25 mm-hmm. floors of apartments and Airbnb rentals. I don't know where everybody's coming from, but but that's the plan for 12th Street. More apartments. <laughs> yeah. No parking. I mean, 12th Street, 12th Street, 12th Street gym was the like, it was almost a gay bathhouse with exercise equipment in it. It was the cruisiest <laughs> place in cruisiest place in like Philadelphia. <laughs> I think everybody was a little gay that went there. Even if they didn't. Oh, you had to be. <laughs> you um, had to be, or you had to be like completely fine with getting yeah. <clears throat> stared up and down. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that was the thing. It was it was a really good mix of people that went there. When? A oh, good was, mix. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Maybe at the end yeah. of that stage. You know, the art students had. A... Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It was, um, it was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that place was, you see a yeah. lot of people there. But I think part of what did it in was just the fact that like all these other gyms started opening up. Like you have, you had city fitness is starting opening up more branches, the sweat and everything else. And they just couldn't compete with, you know, mm-hmm. some of all of the, all of the other competition that just kind of came around. Yeah. Um, but it was, 
you know, I, it was sad. I mean, I, 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 you know, that was actually a bathhouse before I think it was a gym. Like it was an old Turkish bathhouse. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't exactly know what that means, but I mean, that's, that's what you hear. I mean, you could see the remnants of it, especially in Max Center. Like some of the, some of the hallways were still tiled. And you're like, oh, all right. I mean, there was a, the, the 12th, the gym had a pool under, you know, yeah, underground. You're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Um, oh wait did you ever go oh my goodness that did you ever go to 12th air command when it was 12th air command yes so i mean i don't know what when did... i think i went with you i'll bet we went there t- or we met up there at one point i think with megan probably um the first place i went to was woody you took me there on a wednesday right wednesday was the under and... underage night yep you i think you were 21 because you had to go in a separate entrance and i was terrified I had oh, yeah. barely even been to the city. Mm. I was wearing a maroon Quicksilver t-shirt and cargo shorts with not, with not, with not appropriately mm. prepared for Gate out at Woody's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did I sneak... I remember this. I was 18. Did I sneak you any drinks in my mouth? Like I used to do... We used to yes, do that with did. each... Oh my God. So we would, <laughs> we would take a shot in the bar and the bar was on the... There was one bar upstairs <laughs> in the same level as the dance floor and the dance right? floor slide on Wednesdays yeah. was underage. But <laughs> the 21-year-olds and overs could go into the bar. So I would take a shot yep. in my mouth and then run to the other side of the dance floor and transfer it into some underager's mouth. Oh my God. Horrible. Yep. Horrible. Yep, definitely did that. And I mean, you remember the one thing I, well, you know, back in the day, you know, the shots at Woody's were huge. I mean, they were, yeah. they like poured you like a glass full of booze. And you're like, this is, I mean, back then you're like, this is great. I remember that experience when you were, had not come back over from the other side. And there was a man that came up to me oh. and started to try to talk to me. And I, I mean, he was, I, the way I remember it, which, you know, I don't know, that was so long ago. Was that I think the first question I asked him was, How old are you? And he told me thirty six and I I don't know if I said this to him, but I was like, You're old enough to be my father. Or that's what at least I how I remember it in my head. Cause I was so like so terrified. And then I was like, Oh, I said, you know, and then you I came know. in and I was like, Oh thank God. Doesn't thirty six <laughs> yeah, I mean, seem you so also, young now? <laughs> oh, I know, right, I wish. Um yes, it's I know. That's the sad part. Yeah. I'll be forty one in two months. Ugh. Gosh. Uh oh. Wait, can you erase that part of the recording? Just kidding. <laughs> Don't need that on record. Um, um well I'll share I'll share my age if it if it makes you yeah. feel better. I'll be forty four in a week. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know. Um, Gosh. I also remember back in that time we went to you took me to the movies at the Ritz and we saw this movie Trick. Oh my god. That was like I had never, I mean, I, I don't think that's probably the first gay movie right. I'd ever seen. I I remember sitting in the movie theater and I mean, I, I, I just, you know, that's another memory that I had. I think we went to the, I want to say it was the one in Old City. I could be right. mistaken. Um, I can't remember. I, that, that's what I feel like it was that one, the one near Third and Market. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I remember, I remember that movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I have. There was a lot of new things going on then, and and um, you know, that was yeah, (laughs) a good movie. But um, yeah. Yeah, So we we sort of dated before we ever knew what dating was. (laughs) So it wasn't like (laughs) I I I'm I'm glad you mentioned it. I had I thought about that. I was like I had no idea what yeah at all. No, not at all. (laughs) 
I had no idea what was going I, on. Yeah, we really dated did. when I thought dating it's meant good. just like sleeping over at each other's house, like and making sure that our parents weren't like walking in on any type of cuddling or caressing action. Like that's what I thought yeah. dating was, just so, hiding hiding affection from your parents. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to share this other memory that I have of you. Um, you remember I was, I was the summer before I was going to Penn State. <laughs> uh, these, I mean, these are, I have, you know, I have very fond memories of that time mm -hmm. I first met you. And I still think about those things. And I'm very grateful for meeting you. Um, so I guess I was, it was the night before my dad was take, going to take me to, to, to Penn State for like some kind of like, uh, initiation makes it sound like I was going to be hazed. But like, you know, you went up there to like get mm -hmm. some, your class. I don't yeah. know what we, it was, it had to go up for a weekend before you actually, the semester started. <clears throat> and I, someone <clears throat> oh. gave me the largest hickey on my neck. And I remember. <laughs> Yeah, but I just told my dad, I was like, yeah, I fell. And he didn't, he didn't say anything. But I had to go by, to Penn State and be around all these people. And I had to, and it was summertime. And I just remember I had this, I had this huge thing on my neck. Oh, God, that was fun. But you're right. Yeah, we, we were so young. We were so young when we first yeah. met. I definitely didn't know what I was doing in terms of like kissing hickeys or sex. So I'm probably just like applied myself like a suction cup and just like thought that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't complaining, so I guess it wasn't, you know. Well, we so we met we met on a in an AOL men for men chat room, right? Yes, AOL. Oh my gosh. Yep. AOL. That was a dial-up internet. Like, mom, get off the get offline. I have to use the phone because <laughs> you couldn't do yep. both things at yep. once. Oh my god! Nope. <laughs> unless, unless back then that thing was you got like a second phone line. Right. How? Okay. So if I met you on AOL, I must have. Did we meet while I was still in high school, or I was I already off to undergrad? No, because I remember driving to Muhlenberg to see you once. So I was already, already in college. I would think so. Yeah. Because I was 18. You were, what, 21? That's what I, mm -hmm. that's what I thought. Yep. But I'm, I'm wondering how I came to connect with you. Well, I guess back in those, I was wondering if I was visiting home, but it's not that big of a deal. But I guess back too, in those men from in chat rooms, they were like, the lo the geographic location of them was like a large fucking area. I mean, it was like south southeast Pennsylvania. It wasn't like it wasn't sanctioned by like specific towns or zip codes, and it definitely had no none of those geo right um, tracking the GPS coordinates that we have now. It was just like throw throw your fishing line into this large area of a state, and it was like it was like M for M, and it would be like you know. Philly or, yeah, or whatever else. Yeah. And it wasn't, it definitely wasn't location based. Or Philly Burbs. Yeah. Yeah. Philly Burbs. That was the one. Yeah. That was. Wow. I know. Now I think about how much it's changed. Although. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's kind of insane. I mean, even to think about that, that just made me think like Gmail or Google now sends me like timeline emails. Like, this is where you've been in the last month. And it's, it's kind of freaky how like, well, yeah. you don't think about it very often, but literally, I mean, how it, it it knows exactly where you've been, when you've been there, yeah, and you know it's it's 
I don't know. Sometimes I think about it. I'm like, oh God, that's kind of freaky. Like, uh, yeah, you know. It's, and at the it's, same time, if that stuff makes you nervous, you probably shouldn't have any technology because it's going to. It's just a part of our lives now. Yeah, I mean, I have. You know, I don't want to say her name because then she she wants me to talk to her. But I have a couple of those devices. And somebody's like, oh my gosh, you have a, you know. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, don't don't you think she's listening to you? And I was like, I mean, I, I don't really have anything to hide, so right. I don't. <laughs> yeah i mean she turns the lights on and off when i ask her to that's kind of nice you know i also remember it's so funny now because like i think about how using grinder or scruff everyone gets all you know up in arms like where is where is your profile picture why don't you have a picture that's visible for oh. everyone to see and i remember uh, back in back in aol men for men room chat room <laughs> days i mean bitch i used to have to like take a fucking actual picture and scan it <laughs> and then upload it to be able to even like I, show somebody and it I was all pixelated i you know think about that i don't even remember like a lot of times you used to like give your stats like 18 5 9 150 you know 31 weight oh god i don't know about that but but you're right we didn't have pictures we changed it to such as like instant gratification sort of. And I guess I show my age a bit because, you know, there is a part of me that like, I have like, a, I guess what I call like a love hate relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. Like it's great because what is awesome is like you reached out to me and we were able to, you know, we can, we've, you've been able to set this, you know, um, conversation up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like sometimes, you know, it's just, I thought high school was rough, like in person, right? You know, Sort of, I think a lot of us may get teased in high school for various reasons because we're not part of one particular group mm-hmm. or whatever. But now it's just sometimes I, I, I you just you just kind of scroll through and you just look at some of the things, <clears throat> and uh, it's a little bit for me. I it's a little bit overwhelming. Could you have imagined yourself like in? Could you have imagined yourself in high school having like Facebook and Scruff and Grinder and Instagram and all those things? Uh, d- no, and I also can't imagine being a younger individual uh, who, you know, was uh, living it up in Penn State and the Philly, you know, sort of bar scene and mm-hmm. club scene and having access to all that social media. I would be like, hopefully, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't just hope that I would have put yeah. things on there that probably should have been on there. I mean, I don't know that I would have connected. A lot of that. I mean, I guess. I don't know that I would have connected to people on my campus in the way that I did. I mean, one of the one of the most fucking fun things back in those days was well, a going to the gay bars and actually having to yep. catch a man for the night. You know what I mean? Like you'd actually have to talk to uh-huh. people, and flirt with them yeah. and like go through this like this yeah. whole game and then also going to the fraternities and trying to hook up with frat brothers. Like I I wouldn't have like done that way if, if i had grinder and scruff i wouldn't mm-hmm. even probably i would not even gone to the frat parties i would have been off doing my were own... you in a frat i was not in a frat but i was at the frats oh, fucking okay. enough you would think that yeah. i was a frat brother <laughs> you were like an abercrombie model yeah i remember <laughs> oh abercrombie oh my god everybody had to have abercrombie it was all the secret homosexuals that had to like wear Abercrombie because of those ads. Just that those gorgeous yeah. like fucking pasty <clears throat> white boys. 
but it's funny you mentioned that. I even to this day, I, I don't you know all these apps. I mean, I I don't connect with people as well online as I do in person. You know, um, and and for whatever that is, whether that's is mm-hmm. it business, is it relationships, is it friends? You know, and although it's it's been nice over this past year because of you know sort of limiting our contact with other people and you know because of the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't imagine, you're right, like, how, how would that have changed, like, how we actually interacted with people, or the people now, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they prefer, I guess they're more, probably more comfortable with with Instagram and all that stuff, and ways of to connect with people, instead of actually connecting with people in person. I wonder if maybe in-person connections feels weird for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I guess you adjust to anything, but I'm, I'm glad that we sort of had the human connection then and it really was there was no really there was no other option you're right mm-hmm. it was like you kind of had to meet a person and, and and get to know them sort of you know sort of subconsciously you know you know yeah. too while you're kind of talking with them and getting a feel for their i don't know what do you call that like their vibe or you know the, the thing that you can't really explain it's not like not like the things that you see or you can touch mm-hmm. but it's kind of like just why you gel or vibe with somebody yeah, I mean, all of that is taken is taken away when you um, first connect um, via technology. When you first connect virtually, at least because these, I'm referring to the apps that don't have a video feature. It's not like you're connecting initially on yep. Skype or Zoom or something, but you're connecting in this very yeah. two dimensional way. So that sen- that sense, those vibes, those chemistry things, that energy you're talking about you can't really sense it. You can't sense people's nuance at all. <laughs> I also find it's because I feel like there's, I don't know, for lack of a better term, I was, I, there's like too much noise. And I think part of that is just, just, I mean, there's, 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 you know, I've even had this sort of thing with some of my, I don't know, we'll say clo- not close friends, but people that you might try to communicate with that are, you know, you, you, you are friendly with in person, you've been to dinner with them. And it's like, even today, it's just hard to get through some of the noise. You know, sometimes you message and you they don't respond. And it's just like, because you're trying to sort of grab their attention for that second, but, but it comes and goes. And then they're already, I don't know, we're distracted by like so many other things. Are you talking when you're with someone else in person and they're using <clears throat> their device? Well, it could, actually, it could be that. Or also just in terms of like, I was messaging one of my friends the other day because he had mentioned something about going to dinner. We hadn't seen each other in a while. Um, and, you know, I, I went to, you know, I, I messaged him and like three days later, I got a response. And then I asked another question like, well, okay, well, is there any other restaurants that you are interested in? It's been like three days and nothing, you know, and yeah. I mean, we're not like super close friends, but it's, but it's like, I just feel like it's an example of, I mean, I think all of us, we all have a lot of noise, right? There's all these things coming at us. And uh, I feel like that's, that's, Back in the days, you know, when we were younger, you didn't have all that distraction. Mm. Like sometimes I miss that. Yeah, I I can't count the number of times that my hurt inner child <laughs> got very offended <laughs> by someone not responding to a text in a very quick fashion. Like, and how many times I yep. have just. I've I've just spiraled into an entire story I've created around why they haven't responded in a certain time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and it's no. and it's usually incorrect. I'm, 
<laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, it's like all these like crazy assumptions. I messaged somebody like during quarantine, like like in the way back when, because I was like went through some pictures and I don't know, and I found something and I said, oh, I said this reminded me of you, and then literally didn't hear anything from them and i was like well what could they possibly be doing in this quarantine mm-hmm. i was like they must have gotten the message <clears throat> why haven't they responded i was like uh and then literally like three weeks ago i mean we're talking like nine months past and i got a message saying ditto and he he sent me a picture of us and i was like nine months like i don't, I don't know what what made that person respond to that moment but uh, i was like i mean i got over it i didn't I wasn't like stressed over it for nine months but it's kind of the same thing i made up all these things in my mind i was like uh it's like I don't understand. Yeah. So, you know, I've um I've oh been God. reading this book, and I just keep talking about this book to everybody because I'm I'm just so enamored with it. It's called When We Went Out, and it's a kind of a personal account of gay bars by this author, Jeremy Atherton Lynn. Um, and it just reminds me so much of my own history of going to gay bars. Um, and and whenever I think of gay bars and I think of history with gay bars, I immediately go to the very first gay bar that I ever set foot in, which was Woody's on, thir- was well, it on yeah. 13th in like Center City, Philadelphia? Yep. I mean that was our that was our bar that was our, that was the old stalwart gay bar in Philadelphia and it's still yep. there it doesn't look the same but it's still there nothing no and and uh, what I I mean I don't know there's all these other there's like a glow bar on the corner and then there's like some kind of place called Rosewood which is like I don't know I guess it's supposed to be like upscale or something but it's all connected I mean the the, the whole you know main level there along 13th street is just windows and they can open them up and people can kind of sit outside and mm-hmm. it's a little more, it has a little more of a sports bar theme i mean i'll tell you when when they remodeled it i mean I, i'm not sure that i was still going out or maybe i don't remember but you know i was i was i was so disappointed i just i missed the you know what it was like i mean the dance floor mm-hmm. i mean i don't know it's always dark and there's just lasers in your eyes from what i remember so that probably hasn't <laughs> changed much or not that you well, the tell, whole, but all of so woody's dark. was was dark it was smoky because you'd be used to yes. able to smoke inside oh he's just smoking. and it was oh my gosh remember that yeah. yeah well i that's when we talked about 12th air command i used to go into 12th air command and just fucking hold up in there and drink and just smoke cigarettes and sit at that bar but um in you were- yeah it, but in woody's it was also the the old architecture of it was that it was very cramped and when you would try to walk around the bar yeah. you inevitably had to like uh-huh. hold on to everybody down the lane so you would get yep. grabbed mm. here and there uh-huh. and it just it was like oh You're my dead, god yeah uh, i wonder what that would feel like tonight yeah <clears throat> do you remember shampoo oh my god i remember shampoo i mean that was the club i mean what was so, it? it was like a friday friday well it was straight the rest of the week friday night was gay night friday was gay night yep At, and nine to eleven was two dollar drink yes and that was when AOL was a thing. And so you would get on the email list and you would get in for free. Right. It was at 7th and Callow Hill. So what was really interesting is, so I recently, I moved to Philadelphia in 2008. And I lived in like South Philadelphia, closer to the stadium. And uh, I recently moved to uh, a new place. 
And it like hit me that day. I was out for a jog and I was like jogging east. And um, I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, I'm at like 10th and Callahill. I'm like three blocks from mm. that place. And it brought back all these memories because I, I jogged like around the parking lot. And I was like, I don't know what it is now. It's something different. But, um, you know, that, that was like, that's where everybody went on a Friday. Mm-hmm. You got on the list. You thought you were like, yeah, that's like this cool thing. And, you know, $2 drinks. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> and you used to be able to smoke in there too. Yeah. That was, we did, like, and they had the yellow out. They had a couple of rooms in an outdoor, like, Thing where they had like foam they had, i remember there was a foam party there there was a hot yeah. tub you remember the hot tub there Ugh. yes because i, I used to that. sit around that hot tub when they finally opened that up in yeah. the back we would just sit around there and then from time yeah. to time there would be like dancers um like go-go yeah. boys that would dance in the hot tub mm-hmm. oh my god that was that was i i that was definitely one of my favorite places. Yeah, I knew those bartenders by fucking name. Like, I, I was going mm-hmm. there so much that I knew all of them. <laughs> I would love, you'll have to send me, you'll have to send me the, 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 the book information. I think that would be interesting. I read a book, yeah. one of my older clients actually had me read um, a book, a memoir called I'm Not Myself These Days. I've heard um, of it. By Josh Purcell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I was like, I couldn't believe that my, this client recommended this book and I was like, okay. I mean, it took me, I mean, I, I was never a drag queen and I never dated an escort, but <clears throat> I mean, it was his memoir of his life in New York city as a drag queen. And, you know, he, he falls in love with this escort and it was just, it was pretty wild. You know, now he's, he's what married to a doctor and they, they sell those like facial products to like, you know, have a goat farm or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the book, it, when you mentioned the book, something about the, the, the gay bar and the culture, uh-huh. I mean, just some of the things that he mentioned in the book. And I was like, Oh my God, like, how could, how did he survive that? But anyway, I'll send you the information that said all that book. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. It was also a true story. It was like his sort of right. experience of like what New York city was like. What you know? year, oh, what, what, what year are they bringing us back to? Oh gosh. Um, I want to, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure, but it was, gotta be at least i don't know maybe it was the 90s so not that not that long yeah ago. maybe earlier 90s no 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 no. this was i don't think so because he's i mean josh first of all i don't know how old he is but yeah i would think it was probably maybe we'll say at least or somewhere 20 ish years ago can't remember right part of my old age yeah well 20 so good. 20 years ago <laughs> wasn't that long ago yeah hi friend It's me, dropping into the sponsorship slot to let you know that I Miss You has a Patreon subscriber page and I would love your support. I'm keeping it simple. There's a monthly subscriber choice of $5 and $10. For both, you'll have access to a patrons-only Facebook group for connecting with myself, fans of the show, and maybe a guest or two. Also, occasional drops of bonus content. For $10, I'm adding this super sweet pink and white enamel pin that says, Hi friend. Wear it to the grocery store, to the gym, to your COVID vaccination, or anywhere else where cool kids are wearing pins these days. Who knows? Maybe you'll meet a new friend. Your Patreon coin goes to support the upkeep of the show, which includes studio rental, gas to get to the studio, website and recording platform fees, dog treats... 
If committing to a monthly fee seems a little out of reach at the moment and you'd still like to support the show, you can make a one-time donation via PayPal at our website, imissyoupodcast.com. Now, back to the convo. So what are you up to in Denver? Well, I came here to go to grad school for somatic psychotherapy. So I'm finishing up my mm-hmm. second year. Yeah. How's that going? Um, it's, it's, it's going, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to gauge because like part of the part of this process of being in school to be a therapist is you're doing some pretty deep fucking work, whether you like it or not on your own stuff. So it's felt like a very deep dive in that respect. So I, I don't, Usually, it's hard for me to respond like, "Oh, it's going great. I love it." <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Because it's like been like very, yeah. very taxing and grueling, but in it, but in a in a in a positive outcome sort of way. But it's been it's been deep. I th- I think whenever we have to take a like a look sort of inward, right? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sometimes I when I talk to my therapist, I was like, I said, sometimes I feel like I'm um I'm um. I, 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 I'm almost like too self-aware or I'm trying to be too self-aware, like where I'm like constantly trying to like <clears throat> maybe analyze like the way that I'm feeling or the way that I'm thinking or why. And it's, you know, it is, it's, you know, I mean, it's nothing. I'm not trying to compare that to mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's trying to relate to what sort of, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it, it, it's, it's sort of a lot of work and it's, you know, it's, it can be, like you said, I used to use the word taxing. I, I imagine, you know, that that's, you know, it, but it's also rewarding. It sounds like so that's good. Yeah. Somebody told me once, I had to stop getting ready to get ready. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I didn't understand what that meant at first, but I think it's a little bit around that. I have to get, stop being in this sort of analytical phase all the time and sort of make sure that I, I don't lose my action phase and not, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, like you said, you can kind of just get, I can just get stuck in my own <laughs> crazy head. Mm-hmm. So do you have, um, do you have a group of friends in in Philly that you've had for a while, or or have you met new people since you've moved back? Well, Megan and I actually were living together for quite a few years. You're still living um, together in South Philly. No, not anymore. Okay. She got married. Um, oh wow! No, November a year ago. Okay, <clears throat> so. Um, yeah, uh, so I still see her and talk to her every once in a while. Um, but we've pretty much been friends since college. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a lot of my friends, I think, I mean, I, I, it's been interesting. This year, for whatever reason, um, has really sort of, there have been some reconnections, I guess. Mm. Like another one of my friends from Penn State, uh, we, uh, we like reconnected over something, I guess, you know, quarantine, I was self reflection you're reminiscing and um so like he and i have uh we were really good friends in college and um you know so he and i reconnected lately but for the most part i've had i've had my i guess my sort of like core group of friends for i I guess kind of since i moved to philadelphia you know um new friends come along i mean there's definitely some people like i guess the person i was referring to in terms of like trying to get together for like a you know dinner outside or whatever um you know, but uh, for the most part, I, I, I uh, you know, I, I like uh, to keep it kind of 
smaller because it feels a little bit more connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. You know, I was in, um, I was, I think it was, well, so I visited my parents um, this past sort of December and then over the summer, oh, it was over the summer. It was over the summer in June because I, I went into Philadelphia to go to one of the Black Lives Matter protests. Um, and the city just feels, well, walking around the city, like walking around the neighborhood before I got to the protest, it just, everything just looks and feels so different to me. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm just, I mean, I'm wondering if it feels that way to you because you've, you know, you've been there for a while too. Yeah. I mean, I think it, uh, I think that's totally accurate. I mean, um, so now that we're, um, we're not in the connector anymore, I mean, I make a point to sometimes I'm going to go like 10th and Callow Hill. So sometimes I'll walk down to the neighborhood and then cut, a, cut across Walnut. And it is a totally different, totally different vibe. Um, even before, you know, sort of, sort of COVID and quarantine and sort of this craziness that we went through the last year, you know, um, I guess in terms of like maybe just the neighborhood itself, it's, it's not, it's not like here's the gay section of town anymore. Right. It's sort of, you know, it's kind of all over in a, in a, well, in a way, I mean, it, it's not whether, I don't know if that gets, that's just because, you know, I hear things of, you know, people who are younger than us, uh, you know, it's, it's, they sort of interact differently, maybe mm-hmm. it's less labeling or, or they just like be engaged to them. is isn't such a big deal. So, <clears throat> you know, um, the, the, a lot of Philadelphia has changed. I would say over the last 10 years, um, you know, but that neighborhood, especially because it just doesn't, I don't know. I'm, I was going to say it doesn't feel like as special, but that's, that's probably not a, I mean, that's not probably not the right, mm-hmm. the right word, you know, but I think it's just because it's just, um, or maybe because it doesn't, it doesn't need to be so, hmm, I, I isolated. Not, it's not the right word either. I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's kind of like people just sort of mix it out a little bit more than they used to, yeah. you know, when, when, when we were, when we were, you know, going out and, you know, that's where you went to Woody's cause that's where you could go meet people. I mean, now it's like you kind of meet people wherever. Yeah. I mean, where are the kids going these days if Woody's doesn't have an underage? No name? idea. I don't, I, I, no idea. <laughs> I mean, was, yeah. I don't even think, I don't even think Woody's doesn't underage night anymore. Um, I mean, I get, yeah, you know, that's a good question. I thought, I mean, so I've playing softball the last several years. You know, one of these bars usually sponsors our team. But one of the places, uh, U-Bar had been sponsoring us for a bit. And that's a place that I go to. And it's just, it, people just even, just everybody interacts differently. You know, I mean, nobody, it's, you know, you, a lot of times you just see people on their phones. And half yeah. them are on one of the apps. And I was like, why don't you just go up and like talk to somebody? Yeah. It's almost like they can't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um. <laughs> I, cause I've, I've, I still need that connection. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I, I definitely experienced that where I've been out to bars in the past, like, couple of years. Well, shit, even before a couple of years ago. And, and then you just look down the line of everyone at the bar and everyone's like on their phone on Grinder or Scruff, completely ignoring yeah. the person to the right and left of them. I mean, now this is a sweeping generalization, but I mean, I, I've definitely yeah. witnessed that. It's so, 
it's kind of sad, you know? Oh, but then like you have the one, it's like queen. Oh, I'm actually 15 feet away from you. (laughs) It's like someone down on the end of the bar. (laughs) But I mean, it's just, it is really, it is, it is really sad. Yeah. I've had people like friends of mine who still, you know, go out, I guess somewhat frequently or whatever it is, you know, um, and they would say the same thing, you know, I mean, because like I said, I mean, I'm not out enough to really make any, any knowledgeable uh, assessment. <laughs> but I, I just know that what I miss, I, I do miss like that, <clears throat> the in-person interaction. I don't know if it's because my age or like our experience, right? That's, that's how we did it, right? That's how you made connections with people. Mm-hmm. It was pre-technology. You made connections with people like in the same room. You had to, you had to you know, sort of get up the courage and talk to a, a stranger, you know, or, or maybe like, so even like, so here's, here's an example of a story going way back. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my clients are married and they met in the Philadelphia International Airport, like 19, late 80s. And, you know, that was the thing where like, you would have to make like, like, like eye contact with people, like strangers mm-hmm. in a world where maybe it wasn't as okay or, or whatever to be interested in the same sex. And I just, I love that story. So they met at the, well, they, they met at the airport. Like they saw each other across like at the, at the, at the baggage claim or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so when one of my, one of the guys was getting ready to leave, he threw his luggage tag down, which had his landline phone number on it. Could you imagine? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and he called and left a message and it took some time, right? Because, he was traveling. He wasn't home to answer the landline. Oh, but anyway, yeah, you know, that's that's definitely a way early extreme ver- example. But you know, I, I miss that sort of having to sort of kind of figure it out that way. Yeah, I don't know. Now it's like sometimes I just feel like I've gotten so boring. Sometimes I feel I shouldn't. Say, I mean, I, I say that more. As, I'm not. I wouldn't say it's boring. Things are things are like life is different now. I think, you know, in some of those times, you know, I mean, I, I don't drink anymore, you know, I mean, I really don't, you know, I, I, when we were, while we were talking earlier about gay bars, although we've been talking about gay bars, I feel like the whole time I was just thinking to myself, you know, it was funny to me because I, I quit drinking and then it took me, uh, it took me quite some time to be able to kind of make myself into a whole picture again um, and to be able to be Mm -hmm. comfortable being in social situations um, and just to, yeah, just to smooth some things down, to to pet the velvet down to the smooth side. And then, um, yeah. but while we were talking, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm actually, I'm planning to travel this summer. I'm planning to go over to to the UK and just like, see some people but travel all around the place and one of the things that was sort of how i located myself when i traveled alone was to go into the pub or to go to these sort of local mm-hmm. pubs find the local gay bar what have you and sit in there and chat with the bartender and have a drink but that's no longer mm-hmm. a part of my repertoire and i'm i'm wondering well Hmm, I'm wondering what'll be different or if I just go in and do the same fucking thing, but I have a Diet Coke or whatever. No. Yeah. <clears throat> or a sparkling, you know. I got these little What is it? Bubbly. Oh, bubbly. Sparkling well, water. Oh bitch. You want to talk about getting old? Let me tell you something. <laughs> 
So I I had to make I had to make an appointment with the gastroenterologist because I'm like, oh, my insides hurt. <laughs> I don't know what it is. My insides hurt. I'm in pain and I can't sleep in the middle of the night. So I I'm like, I need to make an appointment with the gastroenterologist. I mean, this might be serious. I'm gonna be 44 years of age. So I made an appointment with the gastroenterologist. I go into the gastroenterologist and she starts questioning me. She's really lovely. Um, and she's asking me what I eat. And I'm like, I'm a vegan, blah, blah, blah. Well, she's like, yeah, well, how long have you been a vegan for? I'm like, well, it's been some time. So I think I've like gotten accustomed to eating gassier foods. Yeah. She's like, well, how, mu- how many carbonated beverages are you drinking a day? And I was like, well, let me, let oh. me think about that. <laughs> well, I usually have like <laughs> five or six LaCroix cans. And I have yep. about 10 Zevias. She's like, how much carbonation are you drinking? I'm like, probably like 15 cans of carbonated beverages a day. And she's like, that is why your insides are burning. And you're, she's like, you are just full of fucking gas. So I can't drink oh, any wow. carbonated beverages as a bit of an experiment to see if it goes away. And I just started that like three days ago. And I can't do it for like a uh, month. You can do it. And is what okay. I replaced drinking with oh. carbonated beverages. Gotcha. So like I'm like having to yeah. now. It's like I'm quitting drinking again. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, so uh, all I'm doing is drinking water and I'm brewing iced tea. <laughs> that's good. I got in this this sparkling water because I was like I get inappropriately hangry at night for no reason. Right. Like I could eat dinner and then like I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV and I'm like, yeah. I want to eat something. So I was like, well, this helps with my hanger. Although then the problem is I just don't go get the sparkling water and I just go and I eat. Right. But um, yeah, so the struggle is real with that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. This is the bubbly's definitely got me because they they it says like hey y'all on the tab yeah. and it says so sophisticated and one says let me hold cans with you. Yeah. It's really, that's that's life. Now. I oh, hear yeah. you. I hear <laughs> you on that um hunger thing and then going to the carbonated beverage because I I do intermittent fasting like six times a week where I don't eat from 8 p.m. until 12 noon. It's a pretty regular thing for me. And when I start getting those like, oh, bitch, I am a little snacky. I would go to the to the Zevia because there's nothing in it. There's no calories. There's nothing in it. And that would take away that hunger craving for me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely helps with that. And um, I just have to like either remember to do it or to like make sure that my my I'm being on best behavior and actually go for the, for the sparkling water. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look fantastic. Thank you. I mean, as do you, I don't think you've aged at all, like a bit. I mean, I was like thinking about that because you, yeah. that was a while back. You must have posted some picture on Facebook and it's exactly like the way I remember you when I met you. And I was like, oh my God, it looks like exactly the same, except you have a beard now. <laughs> Well, apparently my insides have aged <laughs> from drinking too much well, carbonated okay. beverages. Well, as we've learned, as we've learned, it sounds like maybe because you were drinking 75 <laughs> carbonated beverages today. So, I mean, it's nice that you're hydrated, um, but maybe we should just drink regular water yeah. once in a while. Um, yeah. It was like, so like my shoulders been hurting and like, I tell you, turning 40, I don't want to yeah. say it was rough. That's not really, but it's just lack of a better term. Like 40 for me was hard because I'm like, oh God, I'm 40 yeah. now. I'm like, you know, when I turn 30, you're like, okay, I'm no longer my, like, 20s. Well, okay, but I'm still 30. Like, that's young. 40, I'm like, eh. Yeah. I mean, I've, 
and and of course I feel like like my lower back, like my mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, you know, I bet you one of my vertebrae, you know, that that gooey stuff that like you know that keeps my my spine all nice and comfy and cozy. Oh man, that's probably starting to go. Oh, I was like, you know, my back has been kind of like this dull pain. My shoulders hurt for like a day. Oh, and I'm like, oh. and I was like, I don't know. Myself. I was like, wait, I work with a lot of people who are like 60 plus. <clears throat> yes. As you age, you get creaks and aches and pains. I was like, well, I'm still yeah. 40. And like, you're still like 43, right? So like, it's, we're, we're still, we're still young, but I, but that's, that's been, I've been, my first inkling is like, oh, well, I'm 40 now. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to get out of that thinking because, you know, um, I would say, although my age might be 40, but didn't like this guy, Satchel Page, I think he was a baseball player, said, how old would you be if you act, didn't actually know how old you were? Right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, most of us, or a lot of us would say we don't, we don't feel right. Like, I don't feel 40. And I mean, I definitely, you know, not drinking alcohol, you know, and not smoking cigarettes anymore. Right. And, and doing things like jogging yeah. and, mm-hmm. and exercise and just, just like, um, you know, uh, sort of more mindful things. It, I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I inadvertently quit smoking this summer. Like I just didn't. I forgot to smoke, and then like I, uh, were you having a senior moment? I, I just forgot to smoke, okay. and like a couple weeks went by, and I I didn't smoke, and then like a couple months went by, and I didn't smoke, and I've only had since June. I've had one cigarette, and that one cigarette was in like it was like on Christmas Eve. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's hey, congrats. Quitting smoking was was uh, that was harder for me than. Uh, quitting the booze. Yeah. When I first got sober, I, I smoked for a bit. Hated cigarettes. Although I liked like it back then, it was cool. It was socially, you yeah. know, and <clears throat> a way to connect with with the people in person at the bar. Because like even a lot of people that did smoke like I did, you know, all the time, you know, these these people, you you would you know you'd share cigarettes yeah. with somebody or you know whatever. Um, but I love you, a prop. Yeah, I'll tell you, I don't. <laughs> I just want a prop. <laughs> I want a prop in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but that's uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think um, you know, minus now that you've calmed down on your carbonated beverage intake. I mean, I mean, fuck. What's next? What are you taking away from me next, Dick? I I can't. COVID kind of did that, but well, no, I know. I want to say that that's the case with me, but that's not the case with me. Um, No, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> there's a that'll never go away. It won't. Um, <laughs> just my energy has sort of <laughs> rearranged. Just, my energy towards Dick has sort of dissipated a bit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh gosh, you know, I always thought too. The the biggest thing for me was like I was thinking about this the other day. Like, <clears throat> I remember being like when I first met you when we first met. You know, I I. I look back on that time now and I don't want to go back to being like a teenager, like a, you know, a drunk like that. But I, I, I miss, I always thought as I got older, like maybe because like, you know, you, you, you hear people say like, I, you know, like zero fucks given. Right. I thought I would give, I would, I would sort of, my confidence would gain as I got older. And I, for some reason for me, <clears throat> sometimes I reminisce and I miss sort of the confidence I had as a younger, like a, a teenager, early twenties kind of person. And, um, you know, I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, oh, I was like, wait, I thought, 
And then you're right. And then you mentioned like, oh, you know, yeah, energy's no, not what it used to be. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but I think that that's, you know, I think it's just, it's sort of, it's still, everything is, it's all, it's good. It's just different. Yeah. Know? I mean, <laughs> now it's like, um, bitch, you got to get over here by 7 p.m. if you want dick. Because I usually hit the couch by 9.30 and that's when I pass out. <laughs> so there will be no late night trysts. If you think you're coming over here at 10, you're going to be knocking on that door for a good long time. <laughs> I know. I won't even hear it. And my phone's on, and my phone's on silent. So I'm not even going to answer the phone. You can call me all you want. There's no, you know, there's, there's, you know, I'm probably got gold girls playing in the background. You know, that's about all I can hear. Um, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's you know, I'm definitely I I I, I uh, like forty as much as I sometimes think like oh my god I'm forty. Mm-hmm. I mean things things are, are are pretty good. But I was talking with somebody about traveling. I would like to just plan a little trip to go somewhere. And we're talking about something that's like Palm Springs or somewhere else. And and he says oh it's just you know nightlife you know you can go I forget what he said like gay bar hopping or something like that. And I was like um, mm-hmm. could you imagine us like Aver hopping. He's older than I am. He's he's also a client of mine. We're just really good friends. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, "Well, what time do you think that all starts? Like eight? Like I was like eight o'clock. I'm like, yeah. oh, the couch. I was like, yeah. I couldn't even. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling oh, that Uber by ten thirty. <laughs> I know. I'm lucky if I make it that long. Make it that late. Yeah, Man. that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My problem is, I probably make it longer like now that I'm. Yeah, I would probably make it longer that I'm not drinking in terms of energy, but I bet I'd be bored a lot quicker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, That's the other thing, too. Sometimes it's just like, you know, it does. You just get bored. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. That's not to say uh, that I don't completely <clears throat> romanticize right now about going out and dancing my ass off the second clubs reopen. Like, when I... If I go to, when I get to London this summer and those clubs are, well, I don't know, probably not. We need to, we need a good long time for herd immunity to kick in even after people are vaccinated. But somewhere in the near future, I do romanticize about that. I remember thinking, so I I don't know about the first night at Woody's. We took me, we went there a few times. Um. Uh, that song, Unspeakable Joy. Oh, geez. Deborah Cox. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I just, yeah. That, I just, and I remember that, like, I was never, you know, I never, given those kinds of nights, it was easier to hide or, or, or you know, your, your insecurities kind of were literally, like, I guess, washed away or drank away, but um, at least for me. And I just remember being on, like you mentioned, it. I I thought about that too. I was like, you know, I, I just, I was like, I kind of wanted to just go out and go dancing and not, and like give zero fucks. Right. Mm-hmm. And just be that 40 year old on the dance floor, try to like move around I and not know. break a hip. Yeah. And just, and just like, and just, and just because there was something even removing, you know, the substances, there was just something freeing about just kind of just being on the dance floor, listening to music. I mean, honestly, you know, earbuds like running and stuff, you know, music really like I, I can hear a song, and it will it it'll take me right to a, to a to a moment in time, or mm-hmm. like or like a memory, <clears throat> just like kind of like a scent does. And I was just 
you know, so that's the one really nice thing about music. And I was like, you know what? I would just love to go. If they could just play some songs from like our time, that would really make yeah. it. Well, I can't listen. I, about that. I can't listen to house music. <laughs> no. no, like I need to be in the right fucking frame of mind. If you told me, okay, listen, bitch, we're going to rent this club. We're getting 200 people together and we're going to throw a 1999 party in there with all of those fucking songs with the Manny Lehman and the DJ Abel uh-huh. and Junior Vasquez. Like Hex Hector, Thunderbolt. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to throw that type of evening. I will go and I will have the time of my life. But if I'm not turning on house music on Spotify or any of that, I listen to like Charlie Parker, John Coltrane. I listen to jazz all day long. I I don't have yeah. the I don't have the bandwidth for that sort of house music anymore. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll listen to that to that stuff. I, I have I had found some MP3s, MP3s. <laughs> oh, I guess everything's MP3. I don't know, but on like an old hard like external yeah. hard drive, and I put them somehow i got them onto my phone through google drive i don't know and sometimes i'll listen to that when i go for a jog it helps pet me up a bit but i do like all sorts of music i mean i mean like, a lot of my clients like uh classical music mm-hmm. and so i really got into that and just sometimes it's just really nice to just listen to like the violin or the, or the piano or just it's like really it's quite quite the experience yeah but yeah hey if you want to set up this this big you know 1999 early 2000 Shit. dance party tell me where to be I, mean... I will be there when because I can get in a plane. And maybe that'll be my f- my <laughs> funeral. <laughs> I think that's a great idea, to be honest. I, mean, I don't know. I, I just think that that could be yeah. like a really cool thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm planning to live a lot fucking longer than a lot of people that I know. So <laughs> I don't know who's going to yeah. be around for my damn funeral. <laughs> Which I'm going to live to 150. I can't promise there'll be some good dancing, but I'll be there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so I want to ask you before we go, what's one thing that you're looking, sure. what's one thing you're looking forward to this year? Oh, wow. Um, okay. Well, I guess the generalization, I think just sort of being around other people and not sort of being like, sort of, I don't know, not skeeved out, but like just sort of being around other people like it was pre-COVID. And not sort of mm-hmm. having this feeling of like, oh, am I, you know, am I going to get sick or am I going to get somebody else sick? <clears throat> and then that to me opens up the door for, you know, like, I look forward to like going to Rehoboth this summer. I, I do want to travel. I want to go, you know, I was supposed to go to Chicago um, last April. Um, you know, I've never been there. And mm-hmm. so, so I guess looking forward to sort of getting out that way. But really, I guess it would just be just sort of being around people again, kind of what we talked about, like what we, what we missed about even like our younger years when like, you know, those, those kinds of things. I think I'm just looking forward to that and not sort of having this feeling of like, Oh, you know, and, you know, not having to wear a mask and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for chatting with me. This was so great. I loved this conversation so much. Oh, well, you know, I wanted to say when when you reached out to me, I was like, I was, I was like totally, I don't know, flattered. and, And I was, I was really kind of, I was just, really excited and happy that you thought of me and uh-huh. and that you asked to do this and and um you know i i i you know like a lot of things are going through life i mean there's there's things throughout you know whatever just a random day that will make me think about you mm. you know and 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 you know i'm really glad i met you when i did i mean i have a lot of really good memories from you know <clears throat> that time in my life i mean you introduced me to a lot of things you helped me sort of kind of um 
come out of my shell a bit and sort of, you know, figure out, you know, who I was as a person, mm. you know? And, um, I mean, I smile a lot of times. I have a lot of good memories of you. And I just want to say, you know, I think about that and thanks. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that we did this and that, you know, we can keep in contact mm-hmm. and maybe we'll get together this year. Yeah. I am, I am traveling back to Philadelphia this summer before I head over the, over the pond. So I will um, reach out. I'll cool. reach out. Let's get together. Let me know. Let's do it. We'll get together. I'd love it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Have a good night. You too. See ya. Do you have any questions, feedback, or want to share a story about reconnecting? You can drop me an email at imissyoupodcast at gmail.com. Find and follow the show on Instagram at imissyoupodcast. I Miss You is hosted, edited, and produced by me, with lots of help from the universe. This episode was recorded at House of Pod in Denver, Colorado. Our podcast graphic was designed by Ian Slarsky. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and show some love with lots of stars. It really helps. If you would like to support I Miss You, as well as get additional content and access to our members-only Facebook group, where you can connect and share with other listeners, consider subscribing to Patreon. You can find a link to Patreon in our Instagram bio or at our website at imissyoupodcast.com. And finally, reach out, connect, and spread the love by telling all of your friends about our show. Till next time, new friend.